Welcome to the Peavine Podcast, where each week we bring you the message from our Sunday morning worship service with Pastor Joel Sutherland, and we take timeless biblical truth and help you to apply it in the context of your daily life. You can always join us live each Sunday morning at 8.30, 9.45, or 11 a.m. at our Rock Spring, Georgia campus, or at 11 a.m. at our Rossville, Georgia campus, which is just outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hey, take your Bibles, turn to John chapter 16. The book of John, that's the fourth book in what we call the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John chapter 16, it's about two-thirds of the way through your Bible, maybe a little bit more uh, if you can't find it. I started a sermon series a few weeks ago entitled The Gift. We're looking at the gifts that God has given us here this Christmas time, and so I'm really, really uh, filtering it through the triune God as we're talking about the gifts that each member of the Trinity gives us. We start off with that overarching uh, sermon talking about the gift of life, and then last week we looked at God the Father and the gift of love, and this week I want to preach on the Holy Spirit, and I want to talk about the gift of living out of John chapter 16, and uh, just find your place on your Bibles, your digital device, and we'll turn there in a moment and, uh, and stand and read, but for right now, just find your place. The gift of living. Now, you, you may have never heard of... Uh, uh, Spruce Pine, North Carolina, but it's a tremendously important place, especially for you today, because in Spruce Pine, North Carolina, this mineral on the video you see uh, behind me is uh, as soft as powdered sugar, but it's, it's called quartz, and quartz is where we get silicon from, and that may not mean anything to you, but in Spruce Pine, North Carolina, the so- it is the source of the world's most purest natural form of quartz. It's the most pristine sand found in all of the earth. And you say, why do I care? Because that silicon is used in your cell phone to make computer chips, in your iPad to make computer chips, in your television. As a matter of fact, if you're holding a cell phone this morning, and probably 99% of us are, it was manufactured using quartz that came from Spruce Pine, North Carolina. As a matter of fact, to, to make a computer chip out of that refined quartz silicon, they have to get it incredibly pure. The slightest impurity will throw the whole thing out of whack. And so they, they take this silicon, this quartz, and they, they take it through a refinement process, an electrical refinement process. And the electrical refinement process gets it down to 99% pure which you think would be good enough, but actually it is not. They get quartz to 99% pure and then they have to take the silicon and they have to use a quartz process and they have to get the silicon all the way down to 99.9, well actually it's more than that, it's actually 99 point, well actually it's a little more than that too, 99.999, well and I left another one out, 99. Point nine 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 nine. No, the record's not stuck. Nine 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 nine. I'm running out. Nine. They have to get the quartz down to ninety nine point nine 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 nine. Sick of saying nine percent pure. That translates into one lonely atom and billions of atoms cannot be 
pure silicon. Or it can't be used in the manufacturing process for your cell phone, your iPad, your computer, your smart car, whatever uses a computer chip has to have this quartz out of Spruce Pine, North Carolina. That is 99, get this, with 11 nines percent pure. Now, can I tell you something? When it comes to your life and your walk with God, God is not happy even with 99.9999999999% say, well, what in the world is God looking for? God is looking for 100% out of you. He's looking for 100% Christian. He's looking for 100% holiness. He's looking for 100% surrender to the cause of Christ. He is not happy with any impurities in your life. And I know what you're thinking because I'm thinking it too. Well, I give up, right? Like, I I can't be perfect, preacher, 100%. That is perfection, and I get it, because when you see 100%, look, most of us are not 99.119s. Most of us are not even 99. Most of us, can we be honest, we're not nine. Like, we're way, way, way from perfect. But God knows that. And God knows that it's not about getting you to 100% in this life. As a matter of fact, if you understand the Bible, it says that one day, that's when, that's when this world is over and the next has started, we'll be like him at that 100%. But until then, man, it's just different. And so when you think about trying to give 100% of your life to God, We almost think it's impossible, but listen this morning. God did not leave you or me without ability or even his availability to make it happen. What do you mean? Well, Paul told us this in Galatians chapter 3. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. That it's not just me trying to do my best. And here's what we think. We think the secret to the Christian life is trying harder, doing the best I can. And all of that's great. But that's not the secret to the Christian life. The secret to the Christian life is not you doing the best you can. But it's you're surrendering your life to Christ and letting Christ live his life through you. So how in the world does that happen? Well, I'm glad you asked because here's what we know. 1 Corinthians 3, 16, Paul said this, don't, yourself, don't you yourselves know that you are God's temple and the Spirit of God lives in you. How do I live that 100% life? Listen this morning, you have been given a gift. I have been given you a gift. It is the gift of living, the gift of the ability to live by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in you. You don't have to do it on your own. When you are saved, the Spirit of God is placed inside you to live the Christian life through you. And that's what I want to talk about today. And before I dive into the things I want to tell you about the Holy Spirit, before I dive into the things I want to talk about, about living the Christian life, let me tell you a few things about the Holy Spirit that you need to know. Number one, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not the force. We're not talking Star Wars and mitochondria here. He is not the force. 
The Holy Spirit is a living being. He is a person. Number two, the Holy Spirit is also God. It is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He is just as much God as Jesus is. He's just as much God as the Father is. He is God. And number three, you need to know this, that every Christian has the Holy Spirit inside them. At the moment you're saved, the Spirit takes up residence inside your heart. And number four, you need to know this, that the Holy Spirit has a personality and can be grieved. And Paul talks about that, that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And just like you were to ignore uh, your spouse, that would not create a good relationship. If you were to ignore your husband, your wife, you ignore your kids, your friends, that does not create a good relationship. And listen, the Holy Spirit of God is with inside you. He's with inside me. And if he is ignored, he can be grieved. Number five, you are baptized by the Holy Spirit at salvation. I tell you that it, to let you know that some denominations will talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit as if it's something different. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit happens the very moment you are saved, whereby the Spirit places you within Christ and within the body of Christ. And you don't get baptized by the Holy Spirit later on down the line. It happens to you the moment you get saved. That's why it's so important for you to be water baptized. That water baptism, this spirit baptism is represented by water baptism. And then number six, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit daily in your life. That filled with the Holy Spirit is not about you getting more of the Holy Spirit. If you've got any of God, you've got him all. But filled with the Holy Spirit is not you getting more of the Holy Spirit. You being filled with the Spirit is all about the Holy Spirit getting more of you. And that's where I want to stop today. This filling of the Spirit is where I want to hang out. Because Jesus talked about it in John chapter 16. This gift of living and how it relates to the Holy Spirit. So would you stand with me as we read God's word? Look in John chapter 16 and look, if you will, beginning in verse number seven. Jesus said this, nevertheless, I'm telling you the truth. It is for your benefit that I go away because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment. About sin because they did not believe in me. About righteousness because I'm going to the Father and you will no longer see me. And about judgment because the ruler of the world has been judged. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare to you. Everything the Father has is mine. This is why I told you that he takes from what is mine and will declare it to you. Thank you. You may be seated. So when we get to John 16, Jesus knows his physical presence with his disciples are about to end. And he knew that they needed a clear understanding of their position with Christ and what was expected of them. And so he begins at a certain point in John and he starts talking to them about pictures and ideas and in parables. And he's telling them how to survive the days to come. And the news is getting kind of grim in chapter 16 because he's talking about continually. He's talking about his death and him, how he's going to leave him. And so he's at this point where he's about to them and he says, but hey, I want to give you some comfort because if I don't go, 
then the Holy Spirit is not going to be able to come. And if the Holy Spirit comes, he will comfort you. He will guide you. This is a gift of God to you, the spirit of truth. And Jesus even said, it's better that I go and that he comes versus me staying. Why is that? Let's talk about this gift. Let me tell you three things I want you to know today about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Number one, he is here to make the Christian life possible. Here's what Jesus said in verse seven, that it's for your benefit that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. Now, what's most important about that verse, verse number seven, is that we understand the, the, the Greek word for a counselor there because it's translated different ways in the New Testament. In the Greek, it is the word parakletos. You, many of you, if you study your Bible much, you've seen that word. It is translated here where I read it, the word counselor. But it has such a depth of meaning. Give me just two minutes to talk about the meaning. It can be, it was used of legal assistance, not like a secretary assistant, but like someone who came along to provide legal aid, who pleaded a cause or a case. It always meant someone who was called in or someone who was called to your side. The Greeks used the word in different ways. They, they, they said a parakletos might be someone who was called in to bear witness at your trial. It might be someone who's called in to advocate your cause, actually to be your attorney or your lawyer. He might be called in, they might be called in to give advice in a difficult situation. I love this translation. It was used of generals in the military for when their soldiers had lost courage and were disheartened and depressed, the, the general would call in a parakletos to motivate the soldiers, to encourage the soldiers to lift their spirits and to give them courage. That's the word parakletos that we translate counselor. It's always someone who's called in to help in a time of need. It was never, sometimes you see it in the Bible as translated helper. It was never a subordinate helper. It's always a superior helper. And here's the definition I want you to hear. It's the one I love best. That, that, that word helper was someone who would, you would pay in a, a lawyer, even in that day, you would pay a lawyer to come in and guide you through the legal maze of the court system. You'd have been accused of some crime and you had no idea how to navigate the law in the courts. You would call in a parakletos who would help you navigate the maze of the legal system. And that's where I want to stop for just a moment. There we uncover the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of living. Why? Because he is here to help us navigate the maze of life. He's here to help us navigate the maze of the world system, the maze of this culture, the maze of evil. He is here to be your helper, to be your comforter, to be your counselor, to be your advisor, to be your advocate, to be your encourager. Here's what I'm trying to tell you is that the Holy Spirit is the gift that makes the Christian life possible. If it weren't for him, you couldn't do it. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit living for Christ, is an impossible task. He's not going to physically make you do it, but he's gonna give you the energy, the ability, uh, the juice in your life to make it happen. The other day I, I was at home and we have a driveway that wraps around our, our whole house. And, and so one of our cars was 
parked in behind the house in, in our driveway. And I went out to, I was going to drive it. We, we, we had not been in it in months. And so I went out to uh, crank it up and the battery was dead. No big deal. I had jumper cables in my Jeep and I had two girls and a wife who often just for some reason needed stuff jumped off, it felt like. And so I used to keep jumper cables in all their vehicles. And I, I had some of mine, just bought a brand new set for mine. Mine had broken. So I, I took around and I took my Jeep and I hooked it up uh, to the little Kia that we had where the battery was dead. Now, before I lose my man card, pay attention. I know how to jump off a car. You put the red one on the hood and the black one on the tire, and it's pretty simple when you do it, obviously. I mean, the directions are so easy. I mean, and I don't know what I did. I like literally, like now, people are asking me, what'd you do wrong? I don't know what I did wrong, but I know I hooked them up, cranked my Jeep, and I thought, well, I'm going to let it run for a moment. It's early in the morning before I try it. And so I went in front of the house to check the mail in the mailbox where you couldn't see the cars. And I, I walked, took my time, leisurely walked down to the mailbox, opened the mailbox, uh, uh, and uh, uh, I got the mail out. And I turned around and looked, and there was black billowing smoke coming up from behind my house. Now, can I tell you, unless you're grilling, that is never a good sign. Black billowing smoke is never a good sign. If you don't smell burgers, that is not a good sign. I hesitated just for a moment, paused, panicked, took off running, and got behind the house. And in my mind, that's what I saw. That, that really wasn't what I saw, but that's what I saw when I turned the corner. And when I turned the corner, I don't know. The, the, the red and black cables that I had hooked up to the car and to the Jeep had melted into plastic metal goo and they were laying all on the cars and all in my driveway in just a pile of hot molten glue. You're going to be shocked by this. I got in the car, I yanked everything off, yanked is a good southern word, I yanked everything off and... I got in my car to crank it, and you know what? You're not going to believe this. You know what happened when I got in my car and turned the keys? You know, you know what happened? Nothing. <laughs> Setting the car on fire did not help the battery start at all. I don't even know how that's possible. So I, had to, I literally had to, ha had to have the car towed. And, and here's what I know. Here's, I'm, I'm, a, I'm enough of a shade tree mechanic to know this that you're not going to go anywhere if the battery doesn't start. I know the battery doesn't make the car go. The engine does that. The transmission does that. The wheel, I get all that stuff, a whole lot more. That makes the car go. But here's what I know. If the battery doesn't work, the car's not going anywhere. And can I tell you that for our Christian life, if you'll let me use that illustration, that the battery of the Christian life is the Holy Spirit of God. That without the Holy Spirit of God in your heart, in your life, you are not going anywhere. He is your counselor. He is your advocate. And I know, I know you thought, I can't live the Christian life, uh, preacher. I know you thought, I can't be a good Christian. I can't walk with God. I cannot read my Bible and understand it. I cannot pray. I cannot be a witness. I cannot come to church regularly. I cannot tithe. I cannot serve. Yeah, listen to me. Yes, you can. All of that that's connected to the Christian life is made possible by the Holy Spirit of God. He is the gift that makes the Christian life possible. I know what you're thinking, preacher, preacher, but wait, 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 wait. I can't make my marriage work. You're not married to it. 
Preacher, I can't make my family work. Preacher, I can't break my addictions. Listen to me. If you are saved, yes, you can make it work. Because the Spirit of God living in you is a gift from God. And he's the battery and the juice that makes the Christian life possible. Second thing I want you to know about the Spirit of God is number two, he's here to make the wrong seem wrong. He said in in verse number eight that when he comes, he'll convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Now, three interesting words. I don't have anywhere near time to get into all those, but think think of them this way. One commentator said this, sin is in the past, righteousness is in the present, judgment is in the future. The spirit of God's job is to convict you of the sin that's in your past, the righteousness that's in your present, and the judgment that's in your future. What do you mean? He's there to say to you, hey, remember that sin you've done in the past, not bring it up in a shameful way, but to remind you that when you make bad decisions, you get bad results. Right, because we have short memories, don't we? Like we forget. You know, your, your baby has a short, short memory. He, he, if he touched the stove when it's hot today, if you leave the stove on tomorrow, you know what he'll do tomorrow? He'll touch it again, why? Because that's the way we are. You're that way. The bad decision you made yesterday, you'll make it again today. And the Holy Spirit's there to remind you, wait, 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 wait. You remember? He's here to convict us of our current state of righteousness. Hey, how does your lifestyle line up with what God would have you to do? He's here to convict you of the future you're building of coming judgment. The Holy Spirit is here to convict you of, to show you where the pitfalls are, to show you where the mistakes are, to show you where the bad decisions are, to show you where the sin is in your life. The Holy Spirit is here to make the wrong seem wrong, to convict you of the wrong. And so the, you say, well, what's the big deal about that? Listen, the enemy is in the business of making the wrong seem right. Right? So the enemy We'll take the wrong, and here's what, listen, listen, you, you remember that mistake you made a long time ago, and it really messed up your life? You, anybody, everybody, everybody have one of those mistakes in your life? Let me see a hand. You got one of those mistakes? Yeah, we, we all do. You know what the enemy will say? Well, it sure was fun, wasn't it? He, he'll, he'll pull the, he'll, he'll pull the one little tidbit of moment you had. He doesn't show you the misery that resulted from it. And the Holy Spirit says, hey, can I remind you, uh, the course that set your life on made your life miserable? Because the enemy won't do that. The enemy is here to make the wrong seem right. And the enemy will sell you a bag of garbage and convince you that it's worth having. Does anybody know what a porch pirate is? Anybody know what a porch pirate is? You don't know. That's somebody that comes to your porch and steals your Amazon packages off your porch. You know what you know, you know, one of those are? Dangerous dude nowadays, everybody's got a video camera somewhere and a shotgun. So it's dangerous nowadays to do that kind of stuff, but, but it still happens all, all over the place. And so there's this one lady, her name was Christine Hyatt. She lived in Colorado and she, she was on the news this week. She was on the news this week. She had 20 packages stolen off her porch just in the last couple of weeks, including one of those was her daughter's um, 
uh, uh, diabetes medication. 20 packages just in the last couple of weeks. All of Christmas is getting stole off her porch. And so here's what Christine did. She, she put out this tweet. The, the, new, uh, the television station picked it up and carried it. Um, those are Amazon boxes with the labels and everything on them. But she took the boxes inside and they had forgotten to set out their trash on Thanksgiving with the turkey carcass and all the food and all that, they forgot to set it out for the garbage pickup the next day. So she had all this trash in her house. And so she took the Amazon boxes in and she took the presents out and she filled it full of her Thanksgiving garbage. And guess what? They took it. And she did it again. And they took it again. And she did it again, and they took it again, and she put a sign up that said, me three, you zero. She said, I'm thinking about canceling my garbage service. They're doing such a good job of taking my garbage off for me. Now, can I tell you, that's exactly what the devil will convince you to do. He will take a bag of garbage and he will sell you a box of garbage and make you think it's something valuable. Here's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit is here to say to you, hey, that's nothing but garbage. And it's here to ruin your life. I mean, how many times have you had that voice, voice warning you? Hey, that didn't work out so good last time, did it? I know, but I think it'd be fun this time. Really? You really do? Because it wasn't last time. Hey, look at the mess you're in now. You think maybe you ought to make a different decision? Or how do you think this thing ends for you? All of that internal monologue that's going on. If you're a child of God, listen to me. That is the Holy Spirit of God saying to you, wrong is wrong. And if you mess with it, you're going to get a pile of garbage in your life and you're really not going to want it once you get it. Here's the third thing John, Jesus told us the Holy Spirit does for us. He's a gift and he's here to make the right look right. He says when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you, guide you, guide you. Beautiful word. That Jesus promised us that the Holy Spirit would come into our lives and he would serve as our constant God, meaning he was always going to be guiding us into the right thing to do. That's the right path, the right way, the right truth. The Holy Spirit is here to serve as your God, to lead you along in the path of righteousness. Now, let me tell you how he does that. The Holy Spirit will take the word of God and make the word of God seem right to you. What do you mean? See, people have said this my whole if you're a preacher, you hear stuff like this all the time. People, people will say stuff like this. They'll say, well, preacher, I know the Bible says I shouldn't do blank, but I prayed about it. Well, can I tell you, the Spirit of God will never disagree with the Word of God. Never. And the Spirit of God is in your life to make the right look right. He's here to help you navigate away from the wrong on to the right path. How many of you would agree life is hard to navigate? Can I get an amen? amen? How many of you would agree marriage is hard to navigate? Just don't say anything there. <laughs> hey, how many of you would agree family and parenting is hard? Say amen right there, right? We don't care what the kids think, right? Amen. 
I mean, how many of you would say that spiritual life is hard, that work life is hard, that business life is hard to navigate, that financial life is hard to navigate, that dating life is all hard, it's all confusing, but get this, you have a God, you have been given a gift, and it's the Holy Spirit of God who will guide you into all truth, the Bible says, and he'll make the right look right, and he'll get you, if you'll listen, if you'll listen. He'll get you where you need to go. Can I tell you, when you make a bad decision, instead of making a good decision, if you were a child of God, you have had to crawl all over the Holy Spirit to get there. Because he'll make, he's your gift to make the right look right. Close your Bibles and I'm, I'm finished. My family and I love to go to... Uh, Vacation. We love to go to Panama City. We've been doing that since the kids were little. And probably if you took a 10-year snapshot of our lives, about six or seven out of those 10 years, we'll vacation in Panama City Beach. We, we just love going there. I still love, We know the restaurants. We, we love it all there. And, and about every other year when we go, we go to this place. It's the uh, uh, Coconut Maze. Maze at the Coconut Creek. Anybody ever go there? You've been there before? Well, if, if some of you have been. So what you have is a big human maze. It's not a great photo, but you'll get it. It's a big human maze that you go in a door, and there are four towers over in the middle, and, but you can't just walk from tower to tower. You have to maze yourself there. And when you go into the tower, you have to stamp a particular stamp on your card, and then you have to work your way all the way back out to here where the front is, and then there's a clock, and you punch it, and it, whoever does it the fastest wins. And so what we used to do, my wife and I, we'd go to the maze at Coconut Creek, and so she'd take one of the girls, and I'd take one of the girls, and we'd divide up, and we'd see who could do it the fastest. That was always fun, cute, and one of us always cheat and all that. But anyway, uh, um, we'd go do it. It was a lot of fun. But now I have two son-in-laws. And so the last few years we've done it, we've been able to do it boys versus girls. And, and I know what you're thinking. Uh, it's hardly fair. With the intellect of the boys, the, the, the GPS brain power we got going on. It, it's not fair. It's not fair. And I want to agree with you. It is not fair. I'll show you some pictures of it not being fair. There's the boys giving up and the girls have long been gone from the maze. <laughs> Here are the girls. The girls always win. The girls always win. We can't figure it out. They don't cheat. They promise us they don't cheat. And we kind of believe them, but it's humiliating. And uh, here's them. They have already gone through the maze, went and got them a slushy somewhere, came back, and they're hiding from us so we don't think they finished, so we don't give up and just call 911. So they are, stay down, stay, stay down. There, there's my little wife hiding from her betrothed husband up there. The, the one she's loved since she was 15 years old, if you hear a testimony, she's hiding from me so I don't know that you finished. And here's us at the finish line and the girls are all happy and the boys. Anyway, so we're uh, down there and um, here's what happens. Like we get stuck. The boys get stuck like in a bad way. Josh doesn't want to admit it, but it's just true. Trey, Trey, I'm saying it's just true. We get lost. Like we don't finish two minutes behind them or five minutes behind him. Hey, did you ever see Tom Hanks in Castaway after he'd been there like 10 years? 
That's what we look like. That's what we look like. Like we are one step short of dialing 911 to get out of the maze. We can't do it. We cannot figure it out. So here's, it's humiliating. Here's how it happens. You know what has to happen? Is that if you go to the finish line, there's a big tower, you know, that, you know, it's like a story high. You can get up and you can kind of see there the front of the maze. And we can always get our stuff stamped. We just can't get out. And, And the girls have to go up there and here's what they do. They guide us out. They're like, no, turn, turn right. Yeah, yeah, no, turn left. No, no, that's a dead end. Don't go that way. Yeah, come this way. Nope. They're stupid, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, turn left. <laughs> T- turn left. That's, that's, that's what happens. And the only way we get out is if they stand up there and guide us through the maze. And that is exactly what the Holy Spirit does for us. He makes the Christian life possible because he stands up on high and he can see the maze that we're in and he knows where the dead ends are and he knows where the tragedy is and he knows where the bad decisions are and he knows the right thing to do and he knows the word of God and he says, don't go that way. It's a dead end. Hey, don't go that way. It's a bad decision. Come, Come this way. Follow the word right here. Come here. Follow the word. Follow the word. Through your whole Christian life, the Holy Spirit is your guide through the maze of life. If you'll just listen. If those girls tried to guide us early on, we'd be all kinds of proud. I don't need your help. By the time this thing's over, I'd listen to any advice they wanted to give me maze, financial, marriage, you name it, I'd do it. I just want out. Somebody get me out. You know what happens in the Christian life sometimes? We get all kinds of proud and we, I got this. So you know what the Holy Spirit will let you do? He'll say, I wouldn't go that way if I were you. He'll say it in your heart, man. He'll say, I wouldn't go that way if I were you. Word of God says, don't don't, don't do that. But if you're going to insist, I'll see you. I'll see you on the other side. Sometimes we have to make such a mess of our lives that we finally look to the Spirit of God and say, what do I do? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'll serve as your guide. Don't go that way anymore. Come, Come this way. That's the gift of living. That's the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can be a good Christian because God has given you the Holy Spirit of God. You just gotta quit taking the devil's garbage off his points, off his porch. You've got to listen to your God. He'll guide you through this maze of life to get you to that 100% with Jesus. Would you stand with me with your heads bowed and your eyes closed? Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, nobody's looking around. Hey, you could be here today and You've never been baptized, but you want to be baptized. You've been saved, but not baptized. Our pastors are here up front and they'd love to help you with that. Just come tell one of them, hey, I need to be baptized. Maybe, maybe you need to join our church. You want to move your membership here. Hey, don't put that off. Don't wait till the new year. Do that today. Just come tell one of our pastors, hey, I want to join the church. 
Hey, it could be that you're here today and here's what the enemy has told you. The enemy has told you this. Well, if you'll straighten your life out, then you can get saved. Can I tell you this? You can't straighten your life out without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. It's a bag of garbage. You get saved first and then the Holy Spirit will clean your life up. It could be that you need to be saved today and our pastors are here at the front and all all you've got to do is walk down to one of them and say, hey, I'd like to become a Christian. My life's not good, it's not perfect, it's not what it ought to be and I need the help of God. I want to be be saved. They'll, They'll walk you through that. While our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I mean, nobody looking around. How many Christians in the building would just be honest enough and say, hey, God, I need some help navigating this situation, navigating this circumstance, navigating this relationship, navigating this mess I've got myself in, any of the above. How many of you would be honest enough to God this morning to say, God, I need some help. I need a guide to get me through life. If that's you, would you just raise your hand, hold it up for a minute? I'm not taking names, man, but hundreds of hands. Thank you, maybe you can put them down, you can put them down. Hey, can I encourage you to do this today if you just raise your hand? Can I encourage you to find your way to the altar? You may be looking for big direction from God. You may need need God's intervention in your life now. Hey, you may be about to pick up a bag of garbage you don't want to pick up and you want to talk to God first. Hey, can I encourage you this morning to slip out from where you're standing, find your way to this altar, get on your knees and say, dear God, I need your guidance. I need the Holy Spirit to get me through this maze. Lord, show me the way. I'm gonna encourage you not to stand where you are and pray that prayer, but come and swallow the pride that would keep you from standing there. Find a place to kneel and say, God, I'm humbling myself before you asking for help, help, help. Father, my prayer is this morning that you would draw people through your spirit because you've already spoken to them through your word. May it be so. Don't let anybody leave this building today that hasn't made the decisions they need to make. In Christ's name we pray. We hope that you've enjoyed the message this week as we help equip you to apply God's word to your daily life. For the latest updates about what's happening around Peavine City, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. For more information about Peavine or to get in touch with us, please visit our website, pvine.org. Thanks for listening.